Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, I've got a feeling, a feeling deep inside, everyone. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It was a great game at the bridge and controversy at the Emirates. It's Monday, 3rd of January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Venetian Hunteraja. All that I was looking for was somebody who looked like you, Andy Brassel, and you, Vitushina Hantaraja. Well, you've got it. Yeah. Happy New Year, Andy. Happy New Year to you too. You were storing up that spell of raw for all Christmas and New Year, weren't you? <laughs> oh, what a raw. Just like the Hamden one. Um, yes. I'd like to make a point here that if you send messages saying HNY to people, just write the whole bloody thing. Yes. Yeah. Lazy, lazy sods. I it's the same people who um, will send you a happy birthday me- message with simply HB. <laughs> Poor. Yeah. People who sign H- off. A, people do that. People do that. I'm people, shocked. People sign off a text. Uh, are you going to be there? I'll be there about 7.30. M. M. What's M? Just say Marcus. Or whoever signing oh, I up. See, I'm right. just, if I was signing up, I yes. always sign my text, Marcus. Yeah, yeah, I might do that from now on. Actually, I didn't realize it annoyed you that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you get me another pint, please, V? You know, like, just save Bish <laughs> or Vitution. You know, uh, if you're feeling uh, a little less lazy. Um, well, there we are, everybody. It's uh, it's it's not only is it a World Cup year, it's a UEFA Nations League year and an African Cup of Nations year, which of course starts very very soon. The football gods have spoiled you, haven't International they? International football. Yeah. Come on. The only it is a bit annoying that we have to wait a bit for the World Cup normally. But, you know, I think we've kind of got over that a little bit, um, mostly. Well, I don't know, do you know what? I'll be... <laughs> it's come the summer, I'll be like, yeah. where's my tournament? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's plenty of football to be played from now until then, of course. There's yes. uh, there's at least uh, two halves of seasons, uh, <laughs> if you will. Gentlemen, all that nonsense aside, straight to Stamford Bridge, Chelsea 2, Liverpool 2. 
Constitution. My goodness. Oh, what a game to end the title race in January. If that's... If, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. If, if that's going to happen every time uh, Chelsea drop Romelu Lukaku, they should never play him again. No, Quite I frankly. agree. They should be giving interviews every week. <laughs> what Great a, fun. What a game. I mean, what a, what a comeback it was from Chelsea. Very, very quick. Uh, and indeed, Gary Neville was making some trademark noises, Andy, which is... Wasn't he? Do we like to hear that? I don't know. Sometimes maybe. Thomas Tuchel managed to sweat through his puffer coat <laughs> under his armpits. That's how intense the whole thing was. Beautiful stuff. It's, it's funny, actually. There was... Uh, um... I was reading someone watching the game in Germany on on, on German television, obviously. Uh, I think it was Seb Stafford Bloor, and he was saying you could hear someone knock over a table <laughs> when Kovacic scored. No. <laughs> <just hear> this. <laughs> well, it was a glorious goal. It really was. And did, was he? Did he? Was I think he was both feet were just in the air. Just, we're talking yeah. about the commentator or we're talking about <laughs> We're talking about everybody. Right, okay. Yeah, he had to have that double movement, didn't he? Because he, he kind of sprung up to volley it and yes. then needs to go a little bit higher. Was it a bit Chung Lee, Street Fighter 2? It was a little bit Chung Lee. Yeah. If he was, uh, who was the... Uh, Where's Pete Donaldson when you need him? I can't remember the female <laughs> character from Mortal Kombat who does the little, who does like the multiple kicks in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did that a little bit. Mm. It was like a, you know, a butterfly wing of a shot. Yeah. Oh, At this point, I am judging you both for not playing Wu-Tang Taste the Pain. Oh, I was I was gonna go more the um. Do you remember the Def Jam? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, the fighting game. Yeah, which yeah. is based on a WWE game, certainly the same engine. That was also very good. Yeah, yeah. I I think you could get a sense of ODB's drunk style in the way where he's just about <laughs> yeah. to land a blow. He leans backwards because Kovacic looks like he's falling backwards, doesn't mm. he? When he's when he's making that. He's shot. got the the athleticism to to even put your body in or adjust your body in that way never mind volley it into the top corner yeah, yeah, yeah. it's remarkable in itself I tell you what it was a bit of a um, a weekend of uh, or, or a recent um, round of fixtures a bit of appreciation for Tony Yeboah because that goal was a bit Yeboah and uh, Lanzini's at uh, um, at Selhurst Park yes yeah. his second goal the when he yeah when he touched the it to the left and yeah yeah yeah, yes. yeah. We, we, it's something that we always appreciate on the football ramble of course and and by the way had VAR ruled that goal outside that'd have been the end of VAR honestly I would have rioted yeah yeah I would have rioted I, 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 think, I think Thomas Tuchel would have beaten you to it yeah <laughs> Smash the machine! Imagine him sticking his fist through the machine as his puffer jacket disintegrates in his sweat, just falling off him. Right, that's enough of this. I'm sorry. We, that goal is standing. Okay. Didn't, didn't he say on the touchline, if 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 they chalk this off, I'm going home. He probably did. <laughs> he, he did, didn't he? Worst guy, I tell you, I've got some things to say. <laughs> oh, but he stood. And then soon after that, Pulisic scored a, a lovely equaliser. They gave him the old one too, which was uh, which was quite something. Yeah, and then and the home faithful uh, went mad. Um, experiencing standing uh, a top flight game in, in England, of course, for the first time since 1994. So it'll be interesting to see how that trial goes, uh, of course. Um, but there was controversy right from the off in this game, Andy, with Sadio Mane after 15 seconds getting a yellow card. Edouard Mendy said after the match that Mane should have been sent off and they were pictured later on the plane heading off to AFCON. Clearly Mane hadn't uh, heard those words because they looked all uh, messy, didn't they? <laughs> put your phone, got, put, got put your phone away, we're on the plane, you can't, don't, 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 don't look at that message. Don't, yeah. <laughs> switch it off, airplane mode. Exactly. I think he said it on a radio show, didn't he? No, he, he, he did it on French TV. Yeah, okay. Directly after Was he the game. just about to get on the plane? You really, we need to time this to perfection. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be a miserable journey for me. No, he's it? just getting his bad checks now. Just carry on. <laughs> but was it a sending off? I mean, I suppose he was looking at the ball the whole way, which maybe saved him, but. No, he really clodded him with his forearm. It was it was a sending off. Okay, yeah. I think I think he was lucky, wasn't he? Do you think well, the I, I, think, I think he's benefited from. What you were the 15 your, second rule? <laughs> yeah, what what you were wringing your hands about earlier in the weekend on our, on our chat, where you were you were yeah, saying careful. you've got to you've got to know that you know if someone's got to get sent off, they've got to get sent off, and you can't have those thoughts about ruining the game, yeah. etc. Well, the gravity of the situation. It, That's a prime example of that, I think. The one of the best examples was Vish. You can help me out here. Manchester United in the League Cup final against Aston Villa, maybe Gabby Agbon Lahore was it that was skipped through. Vidic oh, brought him Vidic, down. Yes, yeah. I think it was Agbonlahor. I mean, he, obviously, he was a quick player, and um, it was in the first minute yes, of the game. Yeah. And 
how Vidic didn't get sent off. I know, yeah. Because yeah. he didn't even get booked, because I suppose if he gets booked, everyone goes, well, hang on, you've realised. Yeah, yeah. So you're deliberately not putting the yes. punishment across. So you're just pretending you didn't see it. Yeah, because it ruined the game. Yeah. Completely yeah. ruined the game. And I, yeah, Mane should have been sent off. There's no doubt about that. But then scores the opening goal. Yeah, it does what Pulisic couldn't do moments earlier and rounding the keeper really <laughs> well. I thought Kelleher had a very good game. But oh, he was excellent. Yeah, I was very surprised. Not least because... You know, Allison is such a big miss, but he seemed to do all the things that Allison did well. You know, he was decent enough on the ball, obviously not to Allison's level, but made some strong saves as well. The um, yeah, the manner thing was was good. Um, Mo Salah's second, uh, the second goal, Mo Salah's mm. goal was stunning. Yeah. And the thing I loved loved about it the most, that, that little hezzy move, was the way that it was it was all based around what Salah usually does. Like yes. Alonso's just waiting for him to cut on his mm. left. And Salah gives him that momentary fade <laughs> yeah. and he's done. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely yeah. done. And, yeah. and then Salah goes past him and is quick enough feet to cut him on his left in a smaller space. And yeah, it's such a good goal. I know. I, I, I don't think comparisons are made enough of like Salah, the, his style and his deft touch with, like, with Lionel Messi in his pomp. I th- I think it's messy. I, I do definitely see the messy thing. I don't, I don't really yeah. see that. It may be because obviously they're both playing... At the top of the game, they're both. I mean, Messi, obviously. Now, I mean, Salah. You would probably say is quite possibly the best player in the world at the moment, or at least would be in the conversation because it's difficult sometimes to say who the best player is in the world. Yeah. But but the I mean, it's such a deft touch. I mean, his touch is Burkamp esque when he brings the ball down. Mm. And he did that a few times yesterday for for nothing in particular, but a ball going over his shoulder just takes a touch there. Yeah. There's um sensational. the, The Messi thing's interesting because I think the reason maybe Salah doesn't have that. It's because Salah, I feel like Salah plays with the ball out in front of him, mm. whereas Messi was always cushioning the ball within him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Salah sometimes Ooh. knocks it in front and then goes. But also, like when Salah has the ball at his feet, it feels like it's a little bit further away, which is why people, yeah. I think people get enticed into going for it. And he yeah, but, but I mean, as he's shown, though, a number of times this season, yeah, you know, yeah, the goal against Man City was just breathtaking. Mm. You know, that close control where he can go either way. Yeah. Because often with a, with a player who's. I call him one footed, but he's left so good. Why would you bother with the right sort of thing? You know, like often they they, they go on with, as you say went the other, but it was it was stunning stuff. And Andy two nil. You thought well, Liverpool back in the title race after having a poor result against Spurs, and, and then, the whole and Lukaku Leicester. thing is looming. Yes, exactly. Uh, but then of course, as we say, suddenly it was uh, it, it was two all. I mean, it was one of the best halves of football. I mean, the, the pace and the athleticism and the quality on show. It's just sort of slightly trite point. I know it's a very fan-based point, but sometimes one just has to stand back and see players like that at the top of their game. It's just a, such a phenomenal spectacle. No, but it's, it's what you were saying about um, the way that Gary Neville was reacting. <laughs> I, I, I think this, this sort of suspension of disbelief and that forgetting mm. of the fact that, yeah, this is the moment that could butcher the title race. <laughs> none, of, none of that mattered. Because yeah, because it was mm. it, it was it was so good, and you just had to take it for what it was. Oh, it was it was, it was absolutely glorious. And the two goalkeepers were on brilliant form. You've obviously mentioned Keller, but Mendy made some great saves. I mean, that one was Salah almost sort of knocked it over him. It, it would have been one of the goals of the season. Yeah, he, he saw it quicker than a lot of goalkeepers would have. It yeah, was, it was a, mm. it was a really good really good effort from from Salah. It was. Yeah, did you see before the game? Apparently, Liverpool presented uh, Sadio Mane with a video of his best bits to boost his morale after going nine matches without a goal. Do you think that's why maybe he was a bit pumped? <laughs> you know, <in> the first... <laughs> All right, calm down. Uh, and then he got his head back together and obviously scored. But interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Some players to... Yeah, well, uh, well there, there was that chat before, wasn't there, where um, Jurgen Klopp talked about um, Sadio Mane and uh, Mo Salah being like Kobe Bryant. Like, you know, you're going to miss if you have a lot of... If, if you have a high volume of shots. And that that's, that's just part of it. I think all sportsmen could benefit from being reminded that you know you've got to be you've got to be brave enough to miss as mm. well i think that's yeah i think you're I, right i think that certainly to me was liverpool's big selling point in terms of being able to out city obviously it's a bit different now because they're more than 10 points behind them now mm. but it felt like because they take so many shots because they have so many chances and because they score you know and in turn they score so many goals mm. that it was a bit of an antidote to things aren't going well at the moment how are we going to go forward because Salah and Mane take so many shots that you don't really need to worry about that because I think yesterday actually Liverpool's midfield was really poor I mm. thought Henderson and Milner really lost control of the game I thought Kovacic I mean Kovacic was brilliant Kante was Kante I don't know if there's anything more we can say about well, him to be honest and I said about dropping Lukaku drop Jorginho if they're going to play with that tempo <laughs> yeah exactly but the but the you were very upset about them bringing Jorginho on weren't you <laughs> 
I mean, it was just like everyone's having so much fun. Like, and it's a position I've been in yeah. far too many times. But it's like it's it's one a.m. and someone brings you a glass of water because, <laughs> because you spent too much time dancing on the tables and you've oh you've knocked over too many drinks. And everyone's having a good time and it doesn't matter. The place is going to close anyway. It, he's going to blow on ninety minutes. Just keep going. Don't bring him on. All right, look. Leave the designated driver at home. We've all got Uber. If I didn't ask you about what you did on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Maybe they thought the game was going to go to penalties. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, we talk about the quality of Mo Salah, but he didn't do enough to get into Garth Crook's team of the year, though. Um, whatever you got to do. Well, well, it is difficult when you're building a one, six, three. Goodness knows what you got to four. do to get in that side but uh, it's, it's an absolute mystery we've mentioned Romelu Lukaku Andy we have to talk about that he obviously wasn't included um, everybody knows about the interview he did with Sky Sport Italia we said he wasn't happy the situation uh, Chelsea talked about the manager's tactics he talked about wanting to go back to Inter da 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 um, apparently he, he, he texted Tim Howard saying the situation is hot and there would be another meeting today Thomas Tuchel said that he could be back in on Wednesday if this meeting is satisfactory. What do you make of it all? Well, it's, it's interesting because a load of people messaged me saying, I'm looking forward to Monday's ramble, seeing as uh, <laughs> here comes the Thomas Tuchel implosion that you predicted would happen at some point. I think Thomas Tuchel has, has got away with this so far because people have, have generally sided with him, haven't they? They've mm -hmm. said he's done the right thing in being brave, in coming out, in showing his authority. Even the senior in, players as well. Yeah. In standing up. And it seems to have been well received in the dressing room. Now, all Thomas Tuchel's previous implosions, <laughs> very few of them relate to his relations with the players. His relations with the players have always been good. It's been with the people upstairs. Like with so, PSG was a good example of that. Yeah, and, and with Dortmund as well. Mm. I, I think the, the, the question has to be, how is it perceived upstairs? Mm. If you're uh, Abramovich or Granite Skyer, how do you <clears throat> look at the fact that there's a game you have to win and you leave out your 100 million striker? They're fairly relaxed think, at Chelsea up the, up the board level. Yeah, they'll they? be fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> I, I, I think as well, I, I think there's, there's a lot to be complimentary about, about Tuchel's approach. It's very... I think fair, very, very egalitarian. You could also argue that someone who's a bit more adroit in human relations maybe keeps his bit behind closed doors. Mm. This idea of having to make a big public show of it, I think he could have he could have batted away the interview and said, mm. "Well, you know, I have to see it, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't speak Italian. Maybe." Um, I'll ask. I'll ask Romelu exactly what he meant. I th I think he could have buried it, mm. to be honest. And he's he's chosen not to to show that he's the man. And it's like this this next bit. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's dealing with this well. Like he's putting pressure on the next meeting by going. Well, if your answers are satisfactory, <laughs> and it will be, be, and it will be multiple choice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be admitted back into teams. So he's 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 put pressure on a situation. Yeah. On two situations, actually, that there doesn't really need to be, and that's a good on. point because if he's not there on Wednesday, go, oh, well, he obviously failed that interview. Yes, yeah. Mm. There's also the you know what you said there of how he should have um, should have dealt with it in terms of got to listen to it, got to talk to him, see see what he said, what he meant by it was basically what he said yesterday. Mm. You know, two days after, um, it, or I suppose came out, but also he always he gave that press conference on Friday morning where he was very very annoyed. I also think from the Lukaku side. Mm. He can't play dumb on this because he's yeah. he's, he's amongst the uh, probably top 1% of most intelligent footballers out there. He will have been aware mm. of the meaning of those words. Having said that, I think that the way that his words were presented was not entirely consistent with the truth. I think he was looking for the answer within himself rather than necessarily blaming it. He was saying there were things he was unhappy with, but he never said it was Tuchel's fault. He never yeah. said it was the system's fault. I think the placement of it and the way it played and the fact that he didn't ask permission, okay, those those are issues. And maybe he could have judged that a bit better. But mm -hmm. I think he was he was actually saying, I need to adjust. Of course, there was part of it sort of trying to make amends with the way he left Inter because 
he really loved it there and I think it probably really hurt him when the when the fans turned on him when he when he left um whether that should be his concern now again is a, is a different question yeah I, I think it's fine to feel like that it may be Andy mm. Andy well we, we, I would like to move on if if I, if I may um because I think you covered that very well uh to a, a, a former Chelsea man who loved a, a controversial interview himself uh, John Terry um now John Terry uh wasn't <laughs> wow, happy what a link <laughs> Did he ever say anything that was out of place? Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't. He's, well, now he has. If there's any doubt over that, which I don't think there is, uh, John Terry said he wasn't happy with the New Year's honours list. Okay, he tweeted. Can someone explain why Gary Neville, Phil Neville, Paul Scholes, Ashley Cole, Nicky Butt, Rio Ferdinand, Sol Campbell, Jamie Carragher, and Wayne Rooney have never been honoured for their services to football? We are talking about the best of the best ever. I, I'm looking at that list and Phil it, it feels like it feels like a name's missing from there. Fizz is in there. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I wonder if Terry could have maybe done it a bit easier if he just tweeted. I think John Terry should get <laughs> should get a knighthood. I think John Terry should be in the new. That's what he's saying. Here. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't give a shit about Wait, Phil Neville. How's he put Phil Nicky Neville in but- there? But but I think it was yeah I agree ultimately yes but in but Phil Neville's the one you should be pointing at there yeah services to Inter Miami yeah I mean I never thought I'd say this but maybe John Terry speaks more eloquently through the um, prism of NFTs quite possibly <laughs> to be fair to Wayne Rooney top scorer for England and Manchester United. Yeah, okay. There obviously there are some names in there that, that do deserve it, but he basically just wants his knighthood, doesn't he? Don't get upset by the New Year's. Imagine obviously. that, a little NFT monkey in a crown. <laughs> That's what he's angling for. As a general rule, don't get upset with the New Year's. <laughs> don't worry about it. Well, exactly. It. Don't yeah. worry about everybody. Uh, before we move on, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, was was quite dissatisfied ultimately at the end of the year, wasn't he? He posted a picture of him smiling away with his family on Instagram with the caption: "2021 is coming to an end, and it was far from being an easy year, despite my 47." goals scored across all competitions. You know, the worst thing about that is it's like he's posing with the people who've made it worse, his family, and the 47 goals in all competitions have made up for them. Despite this lot, I managed to do... I wish I could take a photo with my 47 goals in all competitions. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Before we go to a break, gentlemen, just, we have to to talk a little bit about Everton 2, Brighton 3, because Alexis McAllister... The Argentinian with the Scottish name, uh, with one of the goals of the season for me. What what impressed me the most about Brighton is this was quite un-Brighton-esque. Because mm. you, you don't really see them as, you know, they're attractive, but then they're not really open. You know, Well, they don't yeah. score many you don't, you don't, and they don't concede Yeah, many. you don't really get Brighton games like this. Yeah, and only four um, teams, have, I think it's four teams have scored, few, uh, have conceded fewer, the top three and Wolves. I mean, it's, it's interesting how Wolves are like Saki's Milan at the moment, or Capello's Milan at the moment. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was brilliant how they were swept up in the chaos of Everton, yet still managed to come out with a victory. They did, but, yeah. Because Everton is, is is not a happy place at the moment. I mean, no. that, that that is a terrible, terrible start to the year. And yes, Brighton deserve their praise. But when you get to the point where Salomon Rondon's coming on mm. and he's getting booed because he's seen as such a, I guess, symbol of Benitez. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's, that, that, it's, it's very, very difficult. I mean, Everton are on their fewest points after 18 games since 2005. And Benitez has said, and he said it a few times, that he believes they'll be much stronger in the second half of the season. Well, fish he's got to deliver. Because this, I mean, they're lucky that there's other teams down below them who are, are, are pretty piss poor at the moment because they're having a shocking season. Yeah, I, I don't really know how this ends beyond him leaving. Really. Well, yeah. It, no. it looks in such disarray on, on so many fronts. You know, the fact that... I don't... Even even some of the positives, are it's hard to really frame them as positive. Like Anthony Gordon getting a couple mm. was quite nice. You know, he's come in. and Second was a beautiful finish. Yeah, well, it was actually, yeah. Um, you know, he, he's come in and had to, I suppose, he's been given quite a lot of first team responsibility this season, probably more than he would have expected, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And I think he's been one of the few players who's who's been constantly direct. But yeah, it just looks, it looks like such a mess. And you wonder if, you know, we, we were talking at the start of the season about Damari Gray and Andros Townsend mm-hmm. and Gray being, you know, such a, Great value for money signing, but they've had injuries. They they have had injuries, but you realise when you look at what they do best that they're quite individual. Mm. They bring their individual qualities yeah. to a system, so they can always have that individual mm-hmm. effect in the game in the way that Gray did against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. 
um, which was, I think, it's the only game they've won in like two months, mm. by the way. Um, but then, like, with the system itself, I mean, obviously, Calvert Lewin missing a penalty is a huge deal. I think he rushed that really, or maybe yeah. I'm too conditioned to people hopping. <laughs> but it really felt like he rushed that. Obviously, he scores that, maybe it's a different game, but I, I just don't like... Yeah. I, you know what? I don't like watching them because it seems pained. Everything about it seems pained. Whatever, whatever you should do is you should never mark a six-foot-seven bloke, though, at a corner. Famously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big Dan Bird just going, I didn't even have to leave the ground for that. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, incredible stuff. But a little word on Brighton, though. I mean, great point against Chelsea, of course. Good win here. They're up to eighth. They're having a brilliant season. Yeah, and, and our very own Jules Breach will be purring. She certainly will. Seven yeah. seven points out of three games at Christmas. Come on, I mean, come on. That, that's that's pretty fantastic. It is pretty fantastic. You, you could be arguing that some of those points are points they should have got through their performances a little bit earlier in the season. Yeah, but it seems ridiculous the booing that uh, they had. You know, not but, that the, long but, ago. but it, it did come from a. Well, or were Vaguely they, understandable were they saying place? Boo Earns? Maybe they were saying Dan Boo Earns, yeah. <laughs> but they, they went through a period where they, they hadn't won a game in like 11 a day. Um, like they draw a lot of games, yeah, to be fair do. to them. But, um, mm, and maybe, this is, maybe this is the end of that. As you say, they're playing a bit more open. Yeah. Maybe they'll stop. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're having a re- kings. They are having a remarkable Or maybe, it, maybe it's just Welbs hit in form. Oh, come on. Love yeah. that man. Love that man. Uh, one of the highlights of the Christmas break, we should say, of Everton was Richarlison suiting and booting up to take charge of his friend's Sunday league team at a park in Liverpool. More of that. Yeah, that's not quite what, in a suit. Yeah. What? As in, like, not, like, as a, not a track suit, as in in a suit. Oh, Andy, look at the pictures. Um, I, I just, is that an audition for when Rafa goes? Play a manager. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. All right, let's go for a quick break. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. to run and does can he play a colleague through it's Jacob Murphy released Murphy one on one Jacob Murphy to win it oh just put it in the net (laughs) welcome back to the football ramble everybody it's time for emails First email of 2022 goes to Nick. Happy New Year, Nick. I enjoyed the Henry VIII chat last Monday, but was dismayed by the omission of what must be his most relevant historical fact to your listeners. Henry VIII, in his younger, less gout-ridden days, owned the first known pair of football boots. You're joking. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Cool. In my head, I imagine he'd fancy himself as a striker, but would probably be a centre-back with a nickname like The Butcher. Another historical fact, which which you may or may not be interested in, is that the badge for Crystal Palace includes two water towers, which were originally used when the palace was set up in South London. They were designed and engineered engineered by I.K. Brunel. I find this interesting, but literally no one else I've told it to does. Well, I do. Love the show. Nick, he's a creator at uh, Brunel SS Great Britain in Bristol. I'd go and see that. I would go and ask for Nick. 
Yeah. yeah. Can I fire a gun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that, that's a brilliant email to start the year, I think. It is, he's, yeah. But he has given us a link, which we won't read out, but, it, but apparently it's on the BBC that you can uh, check with Henry VIII's football you boots. You see, I always think of John Fashionu as mm-hmm. owning the first pair of football boots, which is clearly incorrect but he was, <laughs> yeah, he really, was I mean it really is incorrect and he was, he uh, was it's also John Fashanu <laughs> yes <laughs> very good I I think he was the first one to wear non-black football boots oh I when, see when, when he had quasars he had um, he, he had I, th- I think fluo yellow and red ones like, like when sort of jazzy football boots were less common this was in the 90s oh far less common yeah yeah Oh, interesting. Henry VIII, yeah. Henry VIII, eh? Henry, Henry, Henry VIII, John Fashionu. Yeah. What, what a pair. You, yeah. you wouldn't go up for a header with Henry VIII, would you? No. <laughs> no Not in his earlier days. He wouldn't be able to get up for it in these latter days, though, you would say. Um, wouldn't need to leave the ground. What about the Crystal Palace badge? That's quite interesting, isn't it? I'm always quite fascinated that the, there was a Crystal Palace, wasn't there? Well, to be fair, I, I know like it, it's a good email to start the year, but mm. he said literally no one else I've told it to finds it interesting. No, that's a damn I, I think I'd be in that camp as well, actually. I, really? I, I thought it was a bit, yeah. Y- yeah. I don't really care for water towers. That's a... Damning indictment on the British public. Um, <laughs> show at footballramble.com, everybody. Uh, right, gentlemen, uh, the other big game of the weekend that didn't disappoint was Arsenal 1, Manchester City 2. Uh, Manchester City are honing in on the title already, but my goodness, they left it late uh, with, with Rodri's injury time winner. The, the, the controversy, or was it controversy? Uh, was, was the penalty claim for Odegaard in the, in the first half, and then Granit Xhaka's uh, conceding the penalty in the second half, and of course, Gabriel sent off uh, which completely changed um, the game. Fish, what were your thoughts on all that penalty and VAR stuff and so on? I thought overall the big decisions were correct apart from the Odegaard penalty. Because okay. I think to get to the ball, Edison has to go through mm-hmm. Odegaard's foot to so get two, there. Two out of three ain't bad, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You take, see, that's a pass, isn't it? <laughs> And but, that's what was, is that the VAR slogan? <laughs> Two out of three. <laughs> but, it, but in terms of in terms of the, it's the meatloaf pass, we'll get most of it right. In terms of what changed the game, in my view, I, I think the penalty. I understand it. I don't. I don't think there was enough of Xhaka stepping across Bernardo Silva or the pulling of the shirt. But to do it both is fucking stupid. <laughs> Yeah, don't do it both. No. Uh, and then obviously Martinelli misses that open goal, which, uh, that's, and then straight away, well, it was yeah, from the kickoff, right, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gabriel's got to be a bit smarter. And, and obviously so without, the, without the penalty, he's that's when he gets his yellow card rather than the second yellow. I feel like, you know, when you're fresh in the referee's mind as having been booked and you mm. do something like that, it's stupid. But if, if they were given, if both those decisions were given the other way, I totally would have got that as well. It was just desperately unfortunate for Arsenal. Andy. Yeah, and I think it shouldn't take away from the fact, and this is going to sound like a very patronising pat on the head, that that Arsenal were excellent. Didn't they do well? (laughs) Didn't they do well? You nearly got a point. (laughs) There's a progress prize. (laughs) Well done. Yeah, There's a book token. I mean, I thought that it was interesting, the reaction to to it all, because BT Sports commentators said it was a shame the reaction to the game would be all about VAR, and then they proceeded to talk about it for an incredibly long time. (laughs) And Peter Walton kind of got himself in a bit of a mix-up, saying if, if Bernardo Silva doesn't dive then it won't go to VAR but then he said but if he but it wasn't enough to take him down but I can see why it's a penalty the basic all this chat of consistency for me it's I like the consistency is such a misused I, word I, I completely agree Be- with you because the fact is the games are refereed by different humans absolutely right and they try to interpret the rules as best they can. Completely. And, and that, it's, it's that simple. And that is it. Really. It's, it's often interpretation. And the, the, I, the, the, I have to say this rewriting of mm. whatever you think of the Odegaard non-penalty, yeah. it was not heinous. There is an argument for it being a penalty. There is an argument for it, it not being a penalty. Completely per- agree. Personally, yeah. I have no sympathy for him because of his touch. <laughs> just, just use your right foot, hit it first. But Andy, you've hit the nail on the head for me there, is that... With regards to Odegaard, I can see it given, I can see it not given. With the Jacker one, I can see it given, I can see I, it not see, given. I don't, I don't even go with that. I'm, I'm sorry, oh, but, right. but, but like with, with, with the second thought we, one, thought we agree with, with the banana. No, I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants that. Uh, Hmy, I, I think, Andy. <laughs> I, I think with, the, yeah, with the Bernardo Silva one, he pulled his shirt. 
everything else is totally irrelevant. Why is he pulling his shirt in the penalty box? It's a penalty. Yeah, okay, fine. So we are agreed there that the, 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 the thing the one thing I would say about the the Odegaard thing, which as I said, I, I thought was a penalty. Can understand why it wasn't given. I can't understand why it wasn't looked at a second time. Yeah, but although although to be fair, they did look. They did look at it. No, no, they? they didn't. They didn't go to the they didn't go to the VIR screen for the Odegaard one. No, no, the referee, no, the referee didn't never. Go but the, but the VIR. Oh, no, no, so yeah. did it. And, and so, I have so to I say the whole going to the screen. What a pain in the ass! Mm. It just had I seconds. Know, but of... the theatre of it, Andy. I, I, I just. <laughs> if, if, if I'm in the Andy's stadium, in a very disagreeable, agreeable. If, mood. I, if I'm in the stadium, I just want to watch the game. Yeah. And you I, just I want to want... chuck stuff at players and watch the game. I want, I want the VAR to weed out the, the the heinous errors. Yes. And apart from that, not get involved. And I, that's, and I suppose that's the way to not talk about it. Right. And I suppose the thing about the Odegaard thing would be that he see the the VAR official sees it and thinks. This isn't a clear and obvious error because I can understand why you've given this penalty. I, I, why you've not given this penalty? Yeah, yeah I quite yeah. like the way they covered it on Match of the Day with Dio Double and Ian Wright. They just sort of went. Even Ian Wright went. Yeah, I, I think it's a penalty. They didn't really dwell on it that much, I suppose. Which, which was quite refreshing take because all this chat about VAR, all this chat about well, consistency, consistency. You're not going to get consistency, as you, no. said, as you as you said, Andy. It's, it's it's not possible. And don't get me wrong, everybody. In a couple of weeks' time, I'll be banging on about consistency probably, and we will be about that. Well, that decision was given in that one. That is the nature of the rules of the game. It is. Not not um, maybe the way to achieve consistency yeah. is to have Anthony Taylor referee every single game in the Premier League. <laughs> Show at footballramble.com, Andy, for yeah. those kind of views, you know. We could clone him, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> if only. Um, but but it was a good performance from Arsenal. I think that was the great shame. Saka scores a lovely goal. He's in great form at the moment. Arsenal took the game to Manchester City, which not many teams do. They disrupted them in there. Uh, they they you know could have added to that, as you say, as, as the, sort of the game goes on. It, the, the penalty is, is a frustrating one from Arsenal's point of view because they're up then they have that chance as you say then it's a sending off but the, but the, the, but the plus point for Arsenal though in among all this is we know Jack has got a, a, a silly uh, you know a bit of madness in him Gabriel clearly does as well and him applauding the fourth official as he goes off he's like that is a sending off pal or it's a second yellow card and you've already been booked for being an idiot Arsenal responded well going down I thought to they 10 did. men. They did. That is yeah. a that is a plus point as well, and it's not patronising to say that. No, not at all. And I, and I, think, I think if um, I think I think the reaction at the end of the game spoke volumes. Actually, a lot of there's been a lot of chat about how the atmosphere of the Emirates has been at best unhelpful and at worst toxic, and the way they applauded applauded them at the end of the game. If only perhaps because they felt they were robbed and, and this was a way of kind of pushing back on that. Um, you know, I, I thought it was, yeah, I thought, I thought, it was, thought it was good to see from an Arsenal perspective. I thought the football they played was brilliant. I thought mm. they really did a number on Manchester City. The way they played, you know, you know what, um, Jim's criticism of Arsenal is mm. that they let football happen to them. Yes. Well, they did football to Man City. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I have to say, I was really, really impressed with Thomas Partey. Oh, he's magnificent. Comfortably his best. But it, I mean, he was that player that they've been crying out for for ages. I know there's been injuries and it's, it's he's kind of coughed and spluttered a little bit since he's been there. But Andy, in this game against Man City, it was this huge test because Arsenal and their young gunners have been playing very, very well mm. recently. And it's kind of like, well, what about when they play against the big team? Yes, they lost the game. But, the, but actually, that in, in some ways, you could say that they sort of passed that test, if, and you, if you want to word it like that. They've got the right experienced players stepping up. Yes. Uh, and so Thomas is, is, is one of those. And I, I think the other one, actually, and it's something that's been talked about, about a lot in France over the over the Christmas break is Lacazette. Mm. He has made an enormous difference yeah. since he's come back into the team. Now the thing is, he, he's he's not necessarily going to score you thirty five goals a season. Well, mm. he's not going to score you thirty five goals a season. But he's going to turn but, up on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he puts he puts in an incredible shift every game, mm. even when he's not playing well. Yeah, and I, I think you need players like that. Now I think it's yeah. interesting. Something they've made a big thing of in in, in France this this winter, but when basically the whole of the L'Equipe sports department decamps to, to London and Manchester because, <laughs> because they're in the middle of a winter break. Yeah. It's the <clears> fact <throat> that if you break it down, and I'm, I'm, I'm not saying stats cover everything, but um, if you look at the average amount of points they get with Lacazette as a starter mm. compared to Aubameyang as a starter, it's massive. <clears throat> I think it's like 2.2, 2.3 a game with mm. Lacazette as a starter, no. which is... Putting Arsenal in the right direction this straight quite, away. It is He's got simple. a great understanding with um, Martinelli as well. Yes. And the weird thing is, they're not going to keep him, are they? What, um, Lacazette? Lacazette? Yeah, no, it's annoying that. Uh, yeah. uh, because of his his age. I, I do wonder where he's going he's gonna to end up because someone's going to end up with a really terrific player. I think I think Arsenal should, should re-sign him. Yeah. 
I think that would but, be a, a sensible move. Yeah. But when all said and done, though, Manchester City, they found a way to win, just like champions do. And it was a last minute little prod from Rodri, um, in, you know, in 93rd minute, sorry. And uh, I mean, he didn't have to go over to the, to the home faithful and celebrate quite like that. But whatever a player does on the pitch, it doesn't warrant that kind of, uh, you know, the, the thing is, showering I, of no, missiles. It, it, it doesn't. It's, it's bullshit, that behaviour. Yeah. But I, I have to say as, as well, if you're, a, if you're an away player, mm. I mean, I don't know, if you're a fan, it's easy to say, well, you know where the away fans are, do you? No, no, I, I'm not. I, I, I don't know. I, I think you just you might go over to the side and think, oh shit. Well, the, the away yeah, fans are literally on the other yeah. the other side of the um, of that bit yeah, behind but, the goal. But you know what it's I, like. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't of think you, I don't think you think about that. No, a, maybe 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 it should be like before the game. Right, you need to walk around the pitch. This is where they are. But you're right. It, look, Rodri celebrating like that. Some people might say that's antagonistic. He's in the heat of the moment. I, I, yeah, and he, and he came across really well actually in the interviews after. Um, I, I, and I it's it's fine to celebrate a goal without. Fans getting all pearl clutching about it. I agree. I I, I understand. I understand from a fan point of view. If a player does that, you are a bit like, oh, sod off, you know. But to to throw a toilet roll. It it reminds me of. What's the toilet roll? Someone. (laughs) You don't need to bring. The the facilities at the Emirates are brilliant, Andy. You don't need to bring your own toilet roll. We just learned about TPing, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't think they've brought their own. I think they've thought, I'm paying 18 quid for a burger. I'm going to have a free toilet roll with it. (laughs) Yeah, it can be quite messy as well. You know, like when you eat ribs. <laughs> yeah, <you just> take... <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I, I often do that at football. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of... Uh... The old 18-pound ribs at half-time. <laughs> 18, you'll be lucky. Yeah. Henry, Henry VIII would approve. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was a huge discount yeah. on, I believe, because yeah. they were like last season's ribs. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't dry-edged. Um, there was, uh, it reminds me of um, uh, my mate's dad at QPR and he sits next to the, the away end. Oh, yeah. And I think it was Sheffield Wednesday uh-huh. and Sheffield Wednesday scored in the last minute and he ran over and said, <laughs> like, my mate's dad is the most curmudgeonly QPR fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was just, but he doesn't. He doesn't get angry. He just mm. expects the worst. Mm. And it was like the 90th minute, and the guy runs over to celebrate, put his ear to his, uh, you know, uh, hand to his ear. And my mate's dad just goes, oh, "Not here." <laughs> that's what the Arsenal fans should have done. Oh, yeah, go yeah. away! Yeah, already ruined that day. Sawed off. Um, what I quite like, though, uh, th- coming out of all this, is that we now know that Albert Stoivenberg, who was uh, Arteta's stand-in, of course, is nicknamed Airport Albert among the Arsenal supporters because he's always seen wearing his earphones. Yeah, I mean, it's such a defining feature of a person, the fact uh-huh. that they're wearing earpods. I mean, it's very rare, isn't it? It is, yeah. Airpods that literally everyone in the street wears. That's, yeah. my, that's my take Imagine that's your, your, only, your only distinguishing characteristic is... Mm. Oh, he's a breather, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, much better from Arsenal, but they did lose. And, of course, with with Spurs winning, they've got to be careful. All to play for. Anyone else feel that um, <laughs> Antonio Conte's vampiric cape is starting to peak up oh, at either time. ends? Big time, man. Yeah. Big time. It's counting the points. One, two. <laughs> <laughs> Conte Dracula. Right. Uh, let's move north. To Leeds United, three-one against Burnley, they won. They they ended their three-game losing run with a big win. Bielsa celebrated the third quite uncharacteristically uh, because he celebrated it. Um, he said it was a fair victory, and the difference was also fair. You're right. It's, it's uncharacteristic, but he is very very poor at keeping it all in. You have to say that. And there's one of the things I like the most about him. Yes, it is so visible him keeping it all in that he's thinking. I'm cool. No one can tell what I'm feeling. Is that why he's sitting on an upturned bucket? Is all of it in the bucket and he has to sit on it so it doesn't jump I think, out? I think maybe just because he gets so excited in case he needs to vomit, he's got the bucket there. <laughs> 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 what a goal! Dallas, you beauty! Uh, yeah. Wouldn't need an interpreter for that, would you? <laughs> he said before the game that the evaluation of my task in the last few months is negative. He's very honest. Yeah, he's Quite very be- honest. At the same time, honest. very vague as well. <laughs> it's negative, isn't it? Yeah, don't worry. It's going to be positive. But it was it was a huge win. I mean, Leeds were the better side. They they missed um, a couple of chances uh, before they scored, and Harrison sort of squeezing the ball home. But very very important win this for Leeds United. Uh, I think the fact the fact that Burnley equalised and they managed to get over it. Mm. was really, really what important. A, oi, what an equaliser. Mm. I've been saying this for a while, but I think, well, obviously they're going to lose him with um, AFCON coming up. Yeah. But 
the fact that Maxwell Cornet has been brilliant since arriving mm. and they're still in that position yeah. with mm. so few points. And it's been slipping under the radar because, let's be honest, a lot of people don't pay attention to Burnley. I've been saying for a couple of months, I think they're in massive trouble. A lot of people don't th- pay I th- attention to Burnley. I, th- I, think the, I think this is their season. Everyone's been going, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll just be all right. I don't think they will. Yeah, I, I think I, losing, losing Cornet for a month is potentially ruinous. Yeah, I, I thought they'd be all right because there were so many bad teams in the Premier League. But even like yeah. someone like, mm. you know... That's a convincing argument. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it just felt like, right, then maybe there are. And like, you know, Watford are still, you know, there are thereabouts. Um, but Newcastle and Norwich are a lot closer to Burnley than they should have been, really. I know right. Burnley have still got They're on two the same games point. They're a point above Norwich. Yeah. And they've yeah. got two games now, but you wouldn't trust them to... No, of course. Yeah, not in this away. form, yeah. That, that is the thing with games in hand at the bottom. They're of limited value because yeah, you're, at, you're at the bottom yeah. because you don't win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, we should they, say with um, yeah. with Leeds as well, I think this is the first time in a while that they've anything had anything close to a first-string defence. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, it, like, you know, I think it was... Yeah, as you say, such an important win because of where they are. But. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's it with Leeds. I think you look at their bench for a lot of the first half of this season mm-hmm. and you think that they're, they're getting by on the on the bare minimum. Mm. But it was such an important game because obviously they're playing Burnley who are in 18th and that, lead, that, that, that win puts them eight points above Burnley. Just that little bit of breathing room. Mm. And obviously Burnley have those games now. We've talked about that there. But, but also the manner of the victory. You know, you know, Dallas scored a lovely goal, didn't he? A lovely side foot into the corner. And then Daniel James finishes off. And, you know, Daniel James, we know he's full of beans. But, OK, slightly fortuitous. Maybe the goalkeeper might have done better. But it just, 3-1, it, it, you've got three goals. It, 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 it brings, it lifts the mood up incredibly um, in, in, in the camp. And, and you would think that Leeds would kick on now. But you don't want to sort of count your chickens. But with regards to Burnley, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, Sean Dyche has uh, said he was heading into 2022 feeling very confident about their survival hopes but as you say Andy this is with that with Cornet you know normally Burnley lack that little bit of quality don't they yeah. just to kind of do it but but they're solid elsewhere and, and solid is often the word used Burnley fans will probably get annoyed to hearing that word but it but it is relevant I, I think I think they've actually played quite a lot of good football this season yeah but they haven't got the points they've deserved from it mm. and you think like Newcastle and Norwich for example could not have played much worse yeah. for, for, for most of this season and yet a Pretty much level pegging for them. Well, I, I think that 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 spells danger. And the and the transfer window's open, Andy, for Newcastle United. We'll come on to which that is, in a little while. Which is reflected in the bookmakers' odds, isn't it? It very for, much is for for like who they who they think will go well, down. But before we talk about that, we've mentioned Corne. Of course, he's going off to uh, the Africa Cup of Nations. Yes, the bit of controversy uh, at the moment with, uh, with 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 Afcon. Of course, he said that like Prince, and I love that. Controversy. Oh, thank goodness! I said, please state which princess <laughs> crying out loud. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, Senegal have accused Watford of blocking uh, Ismail Assar from the African Cup of Nations, um, and there's a lot of chat around this. Of course, the club released a statement on Sunday saying that he was not fit to compete, although Saar apparently wants to join up with the squad. Senegal are prepared to take the case to FIFA. Now, this follows Watford's refusal to allow Emmanuel Dennis to join up with Nigeria, saying that they did not call him up in time. Andy, a, a bit of chat around the Africa Cup of Nations, uh, and this is regrettable chat. We should be looking ahead to mm. the tournament. We should be thinking, oh, who are the, the good teams? You know, who do we fancy? We're going to see the likes of Salah and 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 some of these players, of course, at the international stage. For a man who loves international football, Andy, it is the pinnacle. I liked what Patrick Vieira said about you know, if you're called up to your country, you know, there's no question. That's it. The yeah. End of discuss. Well, yeah. and, and and it shouldn't have perhaps be discussed. What do you make of all this at the moment? And Watford are, 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 are the ones in the spotlight, particularly. Yeah, I mean, it's unsurprising. There are Watford uh, players going to Afcon, we yes. should say, but you might argue that it might not be as important to Watford as certainly as Dennis is. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's it's a tricky judge the Emmanuel Dennis one because you could see from his perspective that he would be quite open to Watford encouraging him to stay as well. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily what's gone on, mm. but you look you at You have him, to look at a different angle. Someone, someone who, from on one <laughs> hand, mm. has scored at the Bernabeu in the Champions League, on the other hand, looked like he would never score in 10 years for Cologne. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's gone from that, from being a flop in mm-hmm. the bottom third of the Bundesliga team, to a crafty man to have in your fantasy football team. Yeah, from so, to someone who's considered a going concern in, mm. in in the Premier League. So you could understand why he would want to cash in on 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 this season and establish himself in the in, in the Premier League. So if there has been a little little mm-hmm. bit of gentle persuasion, I, I I wouldn't blame him at all for responding to it. Because the um, the young lad at Barcelona, 
um, Abde. Is, is Abde. Yeah, he, he's decided to stay at Barcelona and not join up with Morocco. I don't think he's been capped for Morocco yet. No. Now, again, one could say, well, has he been persuaded? I mean, it wouldn't be the first time uh, that a player for a bit... I mean, let's... <laughs> Ferguson used to do this all the time with his Manchester United play. He didn't want to join up with England, do you? I mean, slightly different. I mean, final tournament. Isn't Abde about Spain though? Isn't he trying to qualify for Spain? Maybe yeah, that's that's a, that's a possible. There, yeah. there, there could be. So yeah, there's different sort of angles. Sometimes this isn't as as clear cut as as we may think. I mean, the thought of somebody blocking a player going to an international tournament when they want to go to a tournament seems rather egregious to me. Yeah. I mean, as Andy said, with with maybe one or two examples, it might not be as clear cut as that. Sebastian Allo made some comments recently, of course, about the way journalists are asking, well, are you going to go to the tournament and, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just the way you put it, really. Yeah, it's how it's, it's, been, it's, how it's, it's been framed, yeah. Because I think yeah. to ask a player, because they are having to leave a, a season uh, you know, during a season to go, so there is like that sort of thing. But then I do agree with Patrick Vieira. If, you, if your country come calling, then it's for the, the for the player to decide or not. Mm. Um, but it, you know, it, there's, there's there has been some regrettable coverage uh, around. Yeah, this time. and I think I think there's there's a disrespect implied as well mm. because a question like the one that was asked to Alea would never be asked to I don't know Danny Alves, for example. Mm-hmm. Are you bunking off to go and play for, for the Brazil co- in the Copa America? Because yeah, yeah, because people understand that mm. you know when you sign a player from Brazil mm. that they are going to walk over broken glass to mm-hmm. if if they need to to go and go and play for their team. And I, I don't think that respect is necessarily extended by all European nations mm. to to African players. Now, I guess with the Premier League, it's in a slightly different period of its relationship with African players which is strange when you think of all the great African players that they've been here in the past like Drogba, Essien, the Toure's Oh my goodness, the list ends us The the, the Premier League is still not quite at the point where it realises this is part of the football calendar Mm -hmm. we have to accept it and not be so snarky about it Mm -hmm. really Um, whereas in in other countries like where, I don't know, say in France Mm -hmm. where there is I, I guess a greater amount of of African players, it's just like, oh, these players are going. Yeah. Well, and you would it, hope it is the way you frame it. And you would hope that that perhaps with the likes of Vieira saying these things, that that would maybe sort of hopefully put this to bed now, do you know what I mean? or, or at least bring a bit more understanding. True, but but it probably need, it needs understanding for someone who isn't of African descent. I'd say yeah. in, in terms of have like proper cut through. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's like he, he, Patrick Vieira because of his roots has always been very. You know, he's always championed African football. He's very mm-hmm. been always been very sympathetic to it, um, and I think you know it's obviously important from like having a Premier League manager come out and talking about it. But mm. I suppose it'd be, it'd be better and it'd be more effective if if other managers yeah. weren't as you know. Like, I think the way Ranieri has answered some of the questions hasn't yeah. been ideal. No. Even though I understand the Sar thing because he's been injured for so as well. Thick, well, so we long. have to understand Klopp that as well. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has their interests. Yeah, of course. You know. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's yeah, exactly. There's, yeah, no, there's the, nothing. The, the Premier nothing. League is built built on selfishness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, 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 that's fine. Yeah, that's a lot of professional sport is. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. More heartwarming news though. Um, you hear this, Shamrock Rovers' Roberto Lopez will be re- representing Cape Verde. Um, he was called up in 2019 via LinkedIn. Isn't this wonderful? The, the, the then coach, uh, Rui Agua, um, Aguas, uh, messaged him in Portuguese and he said, I just thought it was um, a spam message and I took no notice of it. And then about nine months later, he messaged me back. Nine months later? <laughs> Well, I don't know how often he checks his LinkedIn, but I have given it nine months. Uh, he messaged back saying, Hi, Roberto, have you had a chance to consider what I said to you? And he put it into Google Translate and realised his mistake. That's outstanding. <laughs> I'm not like, getting LinkedIn. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to go back and uh, yeah. look at those messages I got in Welsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How I, about that? You never know, Andy. <laughs> I've been really... Look, I, I, I didn't think I needed a LinkedIn account, but... This, like, I don't want to give a shit about people's routines in the morning. Yeah, I want to get called up for a small island. Yeah, maybe even Sri Lanka. I was, I was about to say there might be one that's relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe even As any far- small island will do. <laughs> but generally, yeah, I, I, I I'll take I Malta, mind. Cyprus. Yeah. yeah, I'll go to Sri Lanka, it's around the corner from the from Mauritius and the Maldives, <laughs> whatever you need. Just give me a call if you're a small island. That's it. Holler at your boy. <laughs> Exactly. Right, Andy, we promised a bit of uh, transfer chat, in particular with Newcastle United. We'll finish the show with this. Uh, Kieran Trippier, the man who is playing for the Spanish champions, he's playing in 
the Champions League. He played in the Euro 2020 final for England. It's a World Cup year. Is he going to go to Newcastle United? Yes, he is. Ridiculous. <laughs> Why? Is it ridiculous, though? Yes. Is it ridiculous? Did you hear, did you hear all the stuff I just said? That Even Gordon Ramsay has a Mackies every now and again, doesn't he? <laughs> he must do. Not in a, not, not in a World Cup year. <laughs> I couldn't think of another analogy. See, what have we got service in an hour? Put down the nuggets. I, I feel like I'm going to be the ultimate killjoy in uh, like explaining why this is sensible. Uh-huh. Go on then. Enormous contract, yep. enormously long contract when he's he's 32 or coming up 32. Um, he's he's done everything he wants to do in terms of playing abroad. He's he's played abroad. He's mm-hmm. made a success of it. He's won a trophy, mm-hmm. a major trophy, mm-hmm. La Liga. He's He's scratched his itch. He gets to come back. He's he's not going to get signed by a team in the top four. He gets a contract that he's not going to get anywhere else. And a go contract top ten then. Don't than... go a point above Norwich City. <laughs> no, no, but, but but why? Why? I, I mean, I think if if you're if you're coming back and your aim is top ten, mm. at least the feeling with Newcastle is you might be going somewhere. Now, short term, that somewhere might be the Championship, obviously. <laughs> But they they are they are going somewhere mm. in terms of something happening there, and also you're talking about the World Cup. I am. I mean, I can't think of a player with greater competition <laughs> for a place really than mm-hmm. Kieran Trippier, yeah. because England is so stacked at right back. Mm-hmm. To an extent, it's not about what he does; it's mm. about what everyone else does, and do they stay fit and all that sort of stuff. But let's face it, he is going to stand out in that team, and he has been and continues to be. Mm fantastic player for Atletico now Simeone said after the win against yeah. uh, Rayo Vallecano on Sunday he said that I, I don't want him to go everyone loves him here and they love him in the dressing room at Atletico they just really, do one more season they really value why, I, I was why? Astounded. He's, he's done it all and they're not going to win the league again but he could but <sighs> I, I suppose he could he gets an, he gets he gets a massive pay rise he gets to go yeah. back to the north of England where he wants to be and also he it gets it gets to be the best player in Kieran, the Kieran, if you're listening, all right, let's have a compromise here. Go in the summer, okay? <laughs> there we are. Yeah. Worst agent ever. <laughs> Who's to say he's going to oust Emil Kraft? That's the thing, that though. That is the thing, Andy. You're very presumptuous. Th- third yeah. centre-back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Third centre-back. What yeah. about this one? Me- me- mediumly meaned man's Kyle Walker. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you think that's uh, an audacious bid at Newcastle trying to sign Trippier, they've also contacted Arsenal about a loan deal for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang for the rest of the season. What do you think of that one? Match made in heaven? In a way, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It's a, it's a weird one. I, I, I did a, a Premier League show with Emil Heskey uh, about a month ago mm. and I was talking to him about like, you know, to me, you know, the Trippier thing doesn't make sense. The Aubameyang thing doesn't make sense. And as a footballer who who was privy to some of these offers, offers certainly at the near the end of his career. He was like, the thing about it though, for a loan, it'll be a loan without a view for a permanent move. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, that's not to say that wouldn't happen, but it doesn't need to be in writing in the contract. But also there are some, let's say, sizable bonuses that you can get on or off the books <laughs> that, oh. um, that can line your palms basically and, and make it more attractive, even if only for four months. Because, you know, someone who was mentioned was Jesse Lingard, for example. And L- Lingard... Could have the motivation of using it for the, as a springboard for the Qatar World Cup. Yeah, but I get, I would and get getting that. game time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Without a view to that, but then in terms of getting people in, because if you sign someone on a permanent deal already, you've got to be thinking about relegation release clauses mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but the the loan way would be would be a much sleeker way of doing yeah, that, that, it. Which that, makes that the loan to buy that people yeah. use to sort of allege FFP. I think that's the way forward. If you sign someone for say if, say if Newcastle signs someone on loan with an obligation to buy if they stay up. That's that's probably the way forward. For yeah. Them. I would right. think that's that's the way to do it, right? Yeah. It is. I mean, it is certainly different, isn't it? Thinking we need Aubameyang to come in and save us from relegation rather than, should we get Andy Carroll back? Because <laughs> 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 let's face it, under Steve Bruce, that would have been the chat. So they've moved on, haven't they? They have, yeah. Sad, in a way. <laughs> I miss the old days already. <laughs> um, but I know nobody at Newcastle will, um, and nor should they. There we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. It's been bloody lovely being back in the studio with you boys. What and, a joy. Uh, and, and having the, the listeners' um, ears uh, attentive to our nonsense. Thank you very much. Happy New Year, everybody. On tomorrow's show, Kate, Jim and Pete 
will be uh, with you. Uh, but until then, thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you, Marcus Speller. Thank you, Vitushan Hantaraja. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Andy. Happy New Year to everyone. HNY, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money and- 